Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, the home season ends on a high. Flow serve, draw blanks. No carrots for the rugby club. And it's more of the same for our hockey players. Yes, it's time for all the news and the gossip from the Sports Village. Devon Park, Lowfields, Kellam Road and the Magnus on the show where the stars tell you what went right and what went wrong in a weekend of local sport. I'm Mick Bradley. He's Tony Smith. This is Radio Newark Sport and these are the headlines they're all going to be talking about. Newark Town have made a battle all the way before winning their last home match of the season by two goals to nil. Four away matches still to come though. Tony joins coming up in a few minutes time. Newark Flosser's latest trip to the West Midlands ended in a single goal defeat. The only goal of the match coming nine minutes from time. If VAR was ever needed, it was at this one. Craig Roach talks about another defeat on the road for the works. At 7.20. New York Rugby Club lost by 37 points to 17 at Market Raisin, despite scoring the first try of the game. A full match report from Rob Wildman. At half past seven. It was the same again for the Hockey Ladies. An excellent effort, but no points, as they went down by the odd goal in three to the league leaders. The men took a big step towards promotion, though, thanks to a match that took place in Loughborough. Paul Arpenny explains everything in the hockey news at 7.45. And it's back-to-back victories for the town ladies. Eden Tranter, straight after Tony joins. Elsewhere, Southall Rugby Club took full advantage of league leaders. Ashby being rained off to leapfrog them in the top of Division 3. The Minster men put 46 points past bottom club Rolls-Royce at Bishop's Drive Park Drive Bishop's Drive is where the footballers play first one of the week elsewhere Grantham Tan win at last and are out of the relegation zone and then we come to the breaking news the draw has been made for the semi-final of the Knotts Senior Cup And it goes without saying, it's the one that FlowServe didn't want. Teversal or Nottingham Forest under 23s will play Notts County. Carlton Town will play Newark FlowServe. I think Flo says had one game at home in the whole of this competition, Tony, so it's fairly inevitable. But the one game, the one game out of everything that would guarantee a way was the one that was going to come out. Yeah, and the one game we had got postponed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, we had a great build-up for uh, Eastwood Community at home and then the weather intervened, and that was the only home game out of the entire competition. The thing is about the uh, County Cup 
is that the home team keeps all the gate receipts. And so you've got <clears throat> an opportunity of getting Notts County, Nottingham Forest, and we get Carlton away. On the other hand, Carlton scraped past step seven, Bingham Town, after extra time. Scraped past step six, Gedlin Miners Welfare, on penalties. Those save I've got a chance of reaching the Notts Senior Cup final. Yeah, it'd be an absolute pleasure to play Notts County in the final. <laughs> we'll see what Team County put out against Forest. <laughs> um, uh, it's Forest on the 23s, and ideally it's it's Notts County, but as County showed against Newark Town, they'd like to give the youngsters a run for the money. We'll see what they're doing in the semi-final. I've got a little bit of breaking news for you as well. Have you? <clears throat> I may well yet be going to the FA Vars final. Because if Notts County... I bet you're on a freebie. No, no. If Notts County, uh, who beat Averley 5-0 on Saturday, if they get past Harrogate over two legs, then me and uh, my friends Ben and Jimmy Fortner are going to the uh, FA Trophy final to see uh, or to support Notts County. And, obviously, it's, it's an... It's an uh, non-league day out because the FA Vars is played on the same day. So. Yes, one of the few <coughs> things the FA get right. Yeah, and and that was done by a great friend of non-league football, Tony and Chen, so it was idea it was. We'll talk about that one more on Thursday, but it, 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 it ought to be for County. They ought to. They are Stonewall favourites, that competition. Well, Notts County against Harrogate Town is a very, very tough tie in the semi-finals, but... County have beaten Harrogate Town 2-0 early this season in the league, but Harrogate Town are second in the table, and it's going to be a very, very tough two legs. A couple of very quick stories before we go round the grounds. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp's comments after his team... Don't laugh. After, <laughs> his teams, after his team got beat by Watford. They did exactly what they wanted to do. We did not. That's how football works. You have to accept it. It's not easy, but it's proof we were not good enough. It's always very difficult. If you win good, if you lose, try to do it in the right manner and do it like a man. Mr Ferguson, I really hope you was listening. <laughs> well, basically, um, it's got to be the shock result of the season. There's always... It's, 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 a, it's a fluke if you go through the season undefeated. It's an incredible result. 1-0 uh, <coughs> would have been incredible. 3-0, uh, text the breath They've been wobbling for a bit. They wobbled against Southampton, they wobbled against West Ham. They, but, they got beat in Madrid. <coughs> but the way that they've taken it on the chin, full credit to them. Full that. credit to them. And talking of taking it on the chin, Everton boss Carlo Ancelotti <laughs> didn't quite take it on the chin. Uh, and he's been charged with misconduct by the FA after telling the referee, Chris Kavanagh, what he thought of him. Now, the scenario, you can argue if that was a goal or not. He couldn't have been in David Hare's eyesight unless David Hare was lying down as well. <laughs> so, it's, it, it, you know, it really is crazy. The linesman didn't give it. The referee didn't give it. The player ran from one end of the pitch to the other end of the pitch to celebrate before some fool in North London decides to say, hang on, I want to have a look at that. You've said it for months. That is what's ruining it. Mm. But how can you tell when Carlos fed up? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't agree with VAR. I think it's ruined the game. One thing I do agree with, which has been um, 
unblemished. And that is the referee having a gadget on his wrist which tells you when the ball has crossed the line or hasn't. And boy, could we have done with one at Romulus. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, the first phone call is always Mr Tony Joins. <laughs> and what a week our Mr Joins has had, of course. Um, 700 50 plus the game against Notts County and three points to finish off the home campaign um, for Newark Town. Four away matches still to come, and then it's sit back and see what Dinnington can do. So, our first phone call of the evening, um, when Tony does his bit, is of course Tony Joins. Then we're going to stick with Newark Town and um, catch up with Eden Tranter because the ladies won again. They went to Keyworth and won 3 1. So, it's going to be Hopefully, it's going to be back-to-back Newark Town. But uh, let's go straight to the phones and say good evening to Mr Tony Joins. Tony, hello. Hi, mate, you are right? Yes, mate, I'm good. Um, how, um, it's been said on social media that you made hard work of it on Saturday. I thought the opposition was not that bad, to be honest, and I thought it was a decent, decent victory, especially after what Wednesday must have taken out of the players. Well, definitely, yeah. I think it was a combination of pretty much everything you've just said. To be fair, you know, we've come down from a from a great night on Wednesday night, where uh, obviously the game took a lot out of the lads. <clears throat> obviously, um, Colts who we played on Saturday, um, we didn't know much about them. To be honest, they're new to the league this year. I've been getting promoted, um, so it was always going to be a tough tie. And uh, to give them a fair bit of credit, they uh, sort of played their game plan out quite well. Uh, which made it quite tough for us on the day. But you got the three points, and now you've got four away matches um, to come, four away matches which you all really ought to win, um, yeah. and then it's sit back and, and look at Dinnington. I am told tonight is a Central Midlands meeting where it's going to be ratified that Rennie Shaw have dropped out, so the table adjustment will be announced either later on tonight or tomorrow. But one of the yeah. interesting things in, in all this is that Rennie Shaw beat Retford United. Yes. And yes. that result coming out of it really just gives Retford a little chance of catching Dinnington because they've still got to play Dinnington. Yes, um, and uh, that's um, on a date when we haven't got a fixture. So um, I think there's a few of us going down um, from Newark uh, to watch the game. Um so, yeah, that, that makes that tie even more interesting, definitely. It certainly does. You're all Retford supporters for that day. Oh, 110%. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I'm, I'm a supporter of whoever Dillington play, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it should be. Right, discounting the Notts County match. Yep. 1,944 people have been through the gate to see your first season at the Sports Village, which averages out at 97 and when many of those matches on a Saturday also clashed with flow serve, I reckon that's an excellent effort. Yeah, it's been a good, solid first season for us down at the YMCA. Um, you know, we're not expecting sort of every man and his dog to come down and watch us. Um, it was really, really pleasing to see the amount um, that turned out on Wednesday night. You know, it was absolutely fantastic for the club uh, to have that turnout. But on the average uh, league game, you know, we're quite happy with the attendances uh, that's kind of rolling in um, this season. 
Um, hopefully that gets bigger and bigger. Um, and if we are successful with our promotional push and uh, we get into uh, step six next year, uh, we're open for one more to come through the gate. I mean, I think from the response I've had uh, personally from what the people saw on Wednesday night, I think they're all uh, very pleased with what we're trying to do with the club at the minute. 752 on Wednesday night. I mean, I thought probably three, 400. But 752, um, that is just spot on, isn't it? It's a cracking figure. Oh, it's fantastic. It was a brilliant night for the club all around. Um, all the guys that work off the pitch um, was working hard tirelessly up to the event. And um, on the night, they were running around, uh, making sure everything was running smoothly. And it was... Um, an absolute great night for the football club in the end of the day so you know apart from the result which uh, you know one of the things I did say to the lads before I go out is obviously not to embarrass yourselves and uh, I'm pleased to say that uh, you know they left everything they've got on the pitch which is you know basically all we asked them to do really at the end of it then Tony the difference the little bit extra fitness little bit extra guile probably oh definitely which, yeah. you, which you would expect on yeah, both you know, accounts I, I spoke to one of the Notts County coaches after the game and um, I was really pleased what he had to say. You know, he, he complimented us on the setup, and obviously the people that had turned out to watch the game. Um, but more importantly, it was what he said about our lads on the pitch. Um, you know, to try and cut his conversation short, basically it was uh, when they play uh, adult senior sides, they often get uh, bullied or... Uh, for once of the term is to getting kicked off the pitch basically uh, but he did compliment us on the way we wanted to uh, play football you know he said you know I fully compliment what he tried to do tonight he tried to get the ball down he tried to play um, and obviously he'd have no problems bringing a side over in the future if it was available to come and play us again just because of the way we played and the way we treated the game which I thought was a uh, that's an excellent compliment. compliment. It is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, one final question before we catch up with the ladies and Eden Tranter. Um, yeah. Do I take it you've not got a face for TV then? <laughs> Listen, mate, I, I'll let Luke know. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's buzzing, Luke, is, and, and uh, you know, he enjoys doing it, and uh, he's worked hard this season, so he... Uh, deserves all the time he gets. I, I, watched Notch t- I watched Notch TV tonight because it was the draw for the semi-final of the uh, yeah. Senior Cup. Oh, more to the point, it was a, it seemed to be the Luke Parsons show. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch it, so I haven't long been back in from work, but I uh, sort of hopefully I'll catch up. Not one, but two clips from our, our media star. Well, you know... It's what it is. <laughs> He's uh, certainly making an agent. So. Tony, you stick with radio, you stick with us, mate. Yeah, no problem, mate. I've got the face of radio anyway. <laughs> so have we. We'll catch up with you after your nice long trip to Scunthorpe next Monday night. Great stuff. Okay, Thanks, mate. Thanks, Thanks, bye-bye. Oh, dear. Yeah, it was... Uh, when we look back at the end of the season, that's going to be one of the, the memorable nights. Yeah, I mean, it was obvious... Um, I mean, I, because of my commitments here, I mean, I only got to see the second half. But the second half, Notts County were passing the ball around superbly, but Newark Town, you know, gave a good account of themselves. And, um, you know, they, um, everybody came out of it with uh, a great deal of credit. And that's, uh, and that's what it's all about. Right, back to the, the phones, Tony, if you can see if you can find Eden for us. Um, Eden Tranter, of course, the vice-captain 
of the Newark Town ladies. They went to uh, Keyworth at the weekend and come back with a, uh, a very good 3-1 victory. And uh, they are building up to a cup semi-final in a couple of weeks' time, which again is back at the Sports Village. It's amazing already how many of the big occasions this town are being centred on the sports religion i think that's only going to get more and more as time goes on so tone is um trying to ring eden which gives me an opportunity to tell you tomorrow night um catherine and ernie clark are coming in so we're actually turning it into the holiday show for one night only because if you most of you will know they've been to australia and new zealand but them two being them two um of course it wasn't just all about uh holidaying they was park running, they went to the big bash, and uh, I'm sure any will not be short of one or two stories to tell us. And somebody else who won't be short of a story to tell her, of course, is uh, our very own Eden Tranter. Eden, good evening. Hello, you all right? All right, uh, back-to-back victories. Hello, buzzing. <laughs> buzzing! <laughs> tell us all yeah, about the it. The, the girls are absolutely fantastic again, I mean... Um, we played Keyworth earlier on in the season and they got the better of us. They beat us 4-2 after being 2-1 down. So we had a bit of a score to settle with them. Um, the conditions were horrific. Like, we played on a field that you'd have happily kept pigs in. It was an absolute <laughs> bog. It was awful. Like, you had to take, like, seven steps before you moved anywhere. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, it was hailstoning and all sorts. So it, was, uh, it wasn't very nice for us, but... We got off to a really good start. Jess, Jess slotted one away early doors. Um, well, she ended up bagging herself too, as, as you'd expect. Jess always gets herself on the score sheet, bless her. Um, and then Chloe Parr came on as a sub, um, and she's obviously managed to sort of stand down the edges on that 50 head of hers because she managed to score a header in at the back post. She told me um, no more than 10 days ago that she'd retired. Uh, she's always retiring. Of course, she'll be back. She retires for about a week and then she loves it. She gets the bug back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was a fantastic effort by all the girls in in uh, really tough conditions. And um, we obviously we managed to keep on to that, keep hold of that three-one lead for quite a while. So it gave us another brilliant opportunity to bring some of the other players on that don't necessarily always get as much game time as they perhaps deserve. Um, it was the same last week. They got each of them got sort of a good. 20 to 30 minutes each and they they all got about 10-15 minutes yesterday and we still managed to keep hold of that 3-1 lead which is credit to them really they all came on and ran their socks off and that's all we can ask for them to do really So those six points just puts you mid-table? Well, this so the two games the game against Bingham and the game against Keyworth are now in the second stage of the league so what they do is they um, really play each other once in the main league and then they split the league down into dependent on where you finish. Um, they split the league down and make a couple of mini-leagues and then we play each other again. Um, so it actually sits at the top of our mini-league at the minute, but we are the only team to have played twice. Um, and there is only three teams in it at the minute because we're waiting for some of the other positions in the main league to be confirmed. Oh, oh, only women can make a league season complicated. It's all a bit confusing, really. Dear, oh dear. What's wrong with starting in September and finishing in April and adding it all up? Well, don't ask me. I'd love to do that. I'd love to play everyone again, then. <laughs> you would, yes. That's right. Well, have you got anything this weekend? Yeah, so we're back in the main league action. We've got our last game of the main league now um, against Clifton at home, two o'clock at Devon Park on Sunday. Clifton, this is a postponed one, isn't it? Because you should have had Clifton the other week. 
Yeah, they, they cried off because they didn't like a bit of rain. Um, <laughs> so, Is yeah, it Devon so, Park? So, Devon Park at two o'clock? Yes, that's right, yeah. Lovely. And the following week, it's the semi final. Yeah, it is. It's obviously building up to that big one. And, uh, Have you changed your weekend's arrangements yet? I've tried. I've even tried to change my flight, but I can't. Oh. <laughs> Unforgivable. <laughs> bo- bo- booking a trip away in the middle of football season. Mind you. Well, it would be unforgivable booking a trip away in cricket season. Exactly. I'm knackered either way, really, aren't I? Well, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, what a joy. <laughs> so you played on a pig's pitch. <laughs> Chloe Parr's got a threatening bit head. And you're tired. Well, yeah. You yeah. can put it like that. <laughs> okay. Eden, as ever, it's been a pleasure. Always, Nick. Always. Thank you. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. The entertainment value. She actually said 50p edits. Only us lads will say threatening bit. <laughs> oh, okay then, yeah. You're going well, to have people phoning What's a threatening bit? Well, we're showing her age there, aren't we? But it means the same thing, don't it? Oh, yeah. Bang. Where's the ball gone? <laughs> Never mind. Our third call of the night. We always go to, Ro- to Lowfield and talk to uh, joint manager, Mr. Craig Roach. Craig, good evening. Good evening, Nick. Uh, you'll have heard the draw by now. Disappointed? Yep. Excited? It's what it is, get on with it. It is what it is, get on with now, it, I thought yeah. that's what you yeah. might come up with. Yeah, it's uh, obviously an ideal world. You want the home draw. Anybody at home, really. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's the, uh, it's not the easiest place to go, Carlton. Um, to, like I say, it is what it is, so I go there and have a go. Um, you'd expect Forrest to get to the final and obviously uh, win the competition, but you know, there's a chance of a great day out there at the end of it. So that's yeah, it I mean, that, 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 that's yeah, the bonus of this, because, you know, if you would expect Forest and County to be the two strongest teams, um, but you now have a good opportunity to reach the final of the Not Senior Cup. Yeah, but we're, we're same for both clubs, really. Um, it's, it's a nice day out at the end of it. Yeah, neither, neither team will expect to be... To, I expect Forest to go through. Um, obviously, they're strong. They beat Baseford 4-1 in the last round. Um, I think they'll have too much for, for a young Knotts team. Um, and then they'll go on and win the whole competition. You know, you pour a year's wage on it. But uh, it's a nice day out for both clubs at the end of a, a long, hard season. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a cup semi-final. Never been there before. Um, there's, there's everything to play for. Let's uh, enjoy it. And uh, we don't know when it is yet, but uh, we'll let everybody know as soon as we do. Um, I would... My guess is going to be the 17th, which is a night that it should be at South Normanton on the fifth attempt at playing a cup, and Sod's Law would pick that night, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, I've had a long, long lecture from Mr. Fjord, from your secretary, um, suggesting that goal line technology is needed in the Midlands <laughs> Premier League. Yeah, I don't know whether it would have helped us or not. You know, I couldn't make a call from, from where I was standing. Obviously, it come from a corner... Um, Added back across, and you know the linesman deemed it across the line. And um, with it being a corner, you know he should have been set in the right position. So I can only assume it's passed, and he's, and he's seen it right. You know, um, so hard to call, but I'm not going to blame that call on the game. You know, it's been um, story of the season for us so far against the teams in the top six. Where we've, you know, we've been the better side again. Um, you know, we've dominated possession, had the better chances, and not taken them. We've got punished on one one defensive. Error, not not winning a, an header, and we've got punished, not clearing the ball off the line quick enough. Um, you know, and that's been the big learning curve this season. 
And I, 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 I know Romulus was very complimentary of um, both um, Flosev on and off the field. I'll come to the off the field in in a moment, but um, Lomris was, was very complimentary. Um, Mr. Preston tells me that uh, it was chance after chance after chance, and it was one of those days where it just didn't go in. Just didn't go our way, you know, but um, you can't keep saying that uh, and saying it's just, it's luck, because um, it's not, you know, it's happened time and time again. It was the same at Calsa. Um We've dominated, same at Ever St John's. We've dominated um, the game. We've created the better chances. Um, but we fell short um, in both boxes again um, by not taking our own chances. Um, you could say Lewis Brownie was unlucky with his, you know, it smashed against the great strike, smashed against the bar, it's picked up on the wind. Um, but, you know, we've had four or five other you know, clear cut chances. That Goodson's Mr. Mr. Nedder from six yards, put it wide somehow, and it's easier to, to score. Um, and that's been the tale, really. We've just not been strong enough in both boxes. I think. Uh, Fair to say, Rom, uh, our keeper Alfie didn't have nothing to save. You know, and it was a typical Romulus bit, bit like what they were at our place, really. Um, very hard to break down. Played little or no football, um, and just just went for them opportunities when when they could load the box and, and corners. And you know, they were bigger and stronger than us in both boxes, and, and that was the difference on the day. It's a small margins where we've just got to be better. But even with a defeat and a defeat that you know, hurts, you all stayed behind and I am told the dressing room was impeccably clean by the time Flowserve left, as it always is, and that is a lesson out there for any other team that plays Saturday or Sunday football. Just stop behind and spend 10 minutes to leave it how you find it. And uh, I've seen some of the messes. I've cleaned up plenty of messes at Flowserve. Um, it doesn't take a lot, does it, Craig? No. Well, Kirk and I do it ourselves, you know, um, we, like you say, we know what it's like at home, we have to clean the home ones as well, um, and it's not very nice, so we make sure, like you say, it's ten it's ten minutes between, between a few of you, and uh, it's the least you can do, isn't it? So, I think it's I think it's very commendable, I, I really do. It's show how, how most people leave it, I think, because they actually made comments on it, so you, you think it'd just be normal practice, but it's not, unfortunately. <laughs> and guess what, a trip back to the West Midlands on Saturday? Yeah, yeah, you know, um, that's one of the things I think that's uh, coincided recently. Um, I see that fixtures were kind to us um, before it put us in a in a great position in the league, and then we've had a we've had a run where it was you know it was deep down it was a chance we could have gone and lost four or five on the trot. Um, so far, we've lost the last three, and then like I say, we've got another one against Warsaw Wood now. So hopefully, we can we can get a win over them and prove that. Because we are good enough, you know, we do compete, um, and we've probably dominated the games against the top six side, all the ones we've played, all the way back to Coventry when we went down to ten men, and they've all been the same, really, um, so hopefully we can turn that around between now and the end of the season, uh, and put that right, and finish finish as positively as possible. That's um, the spirit. Well done, Craig. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks, Craig. Yes. Bye. It does speak well, doesn't it? I mean, they all do, but, you know, I mean, Tony does and Eden in her own brilliant, <laughs> brilliant way. Um, <laughs> um, I'm told, actually, that Notts County left their dressing room spotless. So, you know, it's not difficult, but a lot of teams don't do it, and it's lovely to see somebody like County doing it. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I, mean, I know Flo Save do it, and I'm, I'm, it, Craig and Kirk, it does give them a bit of time to themselves and a little time to cool down possibly um 
and it, it, it's it's, it's, it's just little things. It's just really common decency, isn't it? Yeah. But, but, I mean, the fact that it's highlighted shows that not everybody is uh, commonly decent. I, I, I go back, I've told it before, and I'm mentioning no names. Um, father and I used to do it with Dave Harrison and Tom Lee in the olden days, clean the dressing rooms out. And we'd played a team from the other side of Nottingham, somewhere near where Ikea is. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> mentioning no names, then? No, 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 no. Um, uh, and father come out and said, there's a funny smell in there, isn't they? Hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, sit down, Dad, we'll explain, we'll, yeah. e we'll explain all to you. Um, it's called Capstan Full Strength. Yeah, yes, and he, he, the, he, he never did understand that, mind you. Father never did understand many things, bless him. Talking to McDonald's once and he was wandering around. You've got your food, Dad. What's up? This is at Hall with the under eight things with Gary Atwood. You've got your food. What's up? I can't find the knives and forks. <laughs> Father wasn't a McDonald's person, and he also didn't smoke. But let's leave it the, at the that. one thing um, that I will say about Craig Roach and Tony Jones on a Monday night that's very refreshing in this day and age. They don't give a smoke screen, do they? No. They tell it how it is. Yeah. And and I mean, when you switch on the radio. And you want to hear a football manager telling the honest truth? Monday night radio news—it's not a bad spot to be. It's um, it's an excellent spot. Right. Okay. Next up on our list is uh, Mr. Rob Wardman. So we're we're going to talk rugby. Obviously, our Tony goes on that. I can tell you that if you didn't know and you just come from planet zog this is radio new at sport live on fm dab and online around the world with our friends at smith's timber and we cannot thank them enough they've, they've been with us since the outset of this show and they are the reason that we continue to do this show and um, massive thanks to robert and and to tom for uh sticking with us would you believe and uh Another mention, because obviously we're now on Instagram. I went on Instagram just after Christmas, and we're up to 186 of you out there that follow Radio New at Sports. So come on, let's see if we can uh, get 200. I know 200 is not big, but it is, you know, it's the next milestone, isn't it? So come on, get out there, give us a like on Instagram. Right, let's talk to our um, rugby expert, the one and only, Mr. Rob Wildman. Rob, good evening. Evening, Mick. Evening, folks. Um... You went to um, the land of the carrots and uh, got beat. We did, yes. We're, we're uh, sort of um, tending to a few bruises tonight uh, across the club. Yes, we, we our first um, lost out of market raising thirty-seven seventeen. So it was a, not a great day um, over in Lincolnshire. And if people people want to go on and see the measure of the muddy pitch, you can go on the uh, the, the rugby club website. If you go on the gallery page, Jackie Britton, mum of. Captain Will has done some pictures and there's an album of photos of the day at Market Raisin and there's one or two luminaries in there, Wellingtons, and there's obviously, a, I didn't get across the Raisin, I, I was over at Leicester on Saturday and uh, there's obviously a very, 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 very big puddle of water uh, at one side of the pitch and it's a thoroughly muddy day at Market Raisin and uh, I think it was all teed up for them and they won. Um, 37-17, we did score first, but uh, came off second best. We're just looking at the picture on in Instagram at the moment of um, Sun and um, three <laughs> others, and uh, you won't want to watch that kit, Rob. No, I don't know. I must admit, I think the, 
I think it's the um, Barnby Gate cleaners are still still doing the shirts after all these years. So good luck to them. <laughs> well, love you for that one. But uh, it was a defeat, and that that's the um, sort of second away defeat um, yeah, on, we, on we, the bounce we're, now, we're, isn't we're it? Sort of circle the wagons now. We've we've got uh, two more away games. Uh, to come up before we get back on home ground um, we've got Long- Loughborough away this Saturday and then Long Eaton away two rearranged games from all the water all, all the rain and the the floods obviously Loughborough were, were rained out um, and Long Eaton were as well so we, you know, we, we've got another two difficult away games um, before we host Matlock on March 21st back at Kellam Road and we're hoping that Kellam Road should be fit this weekend to stage one or two games. It, um, I had a ride around there on Sunday, and it, it, it is going down fairly quickly, isn't it? It is. I think, but obviously, with the water table being so high, it's been such a wet winter or a, a very wet last month. The um, the water's not draining as quick as possible, but we are hoping to to have some rugby back at Callum Road that next will, weekend. And that will be absolutely. Um, just, just looking at, at Saturday's game, just to one or two pointers. We did score first, um, got ahead. Um, Mason Coulomb, who's been who's probably one of our... Um, well, he must be in, in line for one of the you know, player of the season candidate, even even in, in uh, early March. He, he scored two tries. He scored the first one. He's become a bit of a roving roving forward for us. He started at hooker, but he, he often moves out into the, uh, the midfield as the game breaks up. But to, to use his pace and strength, he got two tries for us in the first half. We scored first, had a bit of a blip. We, we, got, the, we got the score back to 15-12 through the second of Mason's tries. Um, we considered another one just before half-time. We turned around 17-12. And I think according to the reports, we, we should have had the better of the conditions in the second half. But... Uh, you've seen it before, Mick. Um, we, we can concede tries too easily off kickoffs. Evidently, we did it again on Saturday. So we gave them an early try in the second half race, and then they never looked back. Um, they got a, they got 37-12 ahead before we got a consolation score through Billy Charles out on the wing. And some names to mention. Evidently, our front row were always pretty dominant. So. Uh, uh, well played Jordan Hempstead who's been a, um, another regular all through the season Mason, Mason Coolham was there Fran Appleton uh, George Woodman and Will Ellison who was also um, he was partnering George Woodman at lock and I think Will was down to play another uh, game yesterday for the uh, North Lynx Derby's under 20s he, he was squad. certainly in the squad wasn't he he was in the squad yeah so and, and just, just to keep you on that one am I right in saying 2x Newark players in there as well, Finn, Finn Tweedy? Yes, he would be, Finn, uh, Finlay Tweedy would be one, yeah, uh, I didn't see the other one, who was the other one? <sighs> That's on a good, good quiz question, yeah. It is a good quiz question, and I've, yeah. pro- and I've probably got it r- got it wrong, so I'm, I'm not no, going to... he was a good, he was a nothing, he went to he's at university in nothing, I think, so no, he was a good player for us, he's a good little lad, so yeah, good effort all round. Will Helliwell? Well, be you, you, you're, you're he's certainly in the squad, and he's in there. At, um, you've got me on the back foot. Oh, I have to say, I have to do my own work with you, yeah. And <laughs> um, because I know you're normally on top oh, of it, oh, so wrong, I, yeah. I have to do the own work. Yeah, bit, bit, bit off form, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what about the rest of New York over the weekend? Well, we're taking a bit of a beating, yes. Um, the seconds didn't play. Uh, Kiwa cried off on Friday night because of the weather. That, 
they had a waterlogged pitch. I don't, I don't think they fancied it all week, but they they they, they decided to cry off on Friday. The thirds um, combined with the vets to play an army fifteen out of the Magnus, and I, I think they had a good game. And then on Sunday, uh, the, the senior youth won. Um, they beat Sleaford forty-five seven, but the under fifteens they were playing at the Magnus as well, and they lost. Corsairs and uh, they took a bit of battering because I, I know that was a they, they came off second best. Yeah. That was an NLD cup match, wasn't it? Where, where the winner would be guaranteed and home draw in the semi final or something. And of course, Corsairs <laughs> are the team that's um pretty well, much cherry picked the under 15s, yeah. So, uh, I, I know Mr. Stanley Forth would be disappointed with uh, that score line, Six Nations, Ireland versus Italy is off, but England's trip to Italy at the moment is still on. And if you just, before we get on to that bigger piece, the uh, combined vets and thirds won by eight tries to two. I'm just being told by a text message now. Oh, excellent. Good stuff. Go. And well done, Mr. Text Messenger. Yeah, so I get there in the end. Yes. Sorry, Ireland, Italy. Ireland, Italy is postponed. O double F. But England's still going. Yeah. To Italy um, at the moment. I can't work that one out. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I can't work that one out, Michael. No. I think it may be because um, Italy going to Dublin. Um, can I be, uh, put my hat on here? Uh, it, I don't know why. Would that's the Irish government who have cancelled that game? Yes, of course it is. And not, then yeah. I think the Roman hoteliers uh, aren't too keen on twenty thousand English supporters cancelling their trips. <laughs> so I, think, I think the um, see Rome's not in the Italian quarantine zone, is it? No. And but there again, nor is Dublin. A lot of English fans <laughs> are. Um, I know, I know, it gets confusing. <laughs> a lot of English fans are have made that March weekend sort of bit of spring sunshine. You yeah. See? So um, <laughs> when when Italy first started in the Six Nations, what twenty years ago. The Rome hoteliers weren't too hot on rugby, but in the, in the 20 years since Ro- uh, Italy got into the competition, they, 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 they look forward to their rugby weekends now. So 20,000 English fans not just visiting the Po, but also seeing some rugby. <laughs> and uh, I think that might be an influence, that might be a, 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 a factor, but who knows? Oh, it's, it's intriguing as ever you know rugby and fixtures are always intriguing, yeah. I don't think VAT 69 means they're visiting the Pope. I'll get confused. They'll be, they'll be losing me there. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Rob, away again, away again at the weekend. The weather does look a lot better, so yeah, no, we'll assume we're in for a full fixture list. They're expecting the game to go ahead. It's, it's, um, it's a drier forecast this week. And just to keep, up, keep you up to pace with the kick-off times, it's 3pm kick-off at Loughborough. Excellent. And the, our seconds should be playing at Kellam Road um, against Bingham, which will be a 3 o'clock... Uh, kick off but if people want something to look at tonight then Jackie Britton's pictures on the New York Rugby Club um, website go, go on the gallery page and, and talking of the aforementioned Jackie Britton yeah. she makes her Sport HQ debut on Wednesday night because our, our special guest on Wednesday night is the New York Rugby Club captain Will Britton and he's mom. bringing his mum well. <laughs> Will right, and well. Jackie for an hour on Wednesday night. Don't miss that no, one. That's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Don't miss that one. Rob, thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was the one I didn't tell you back. I told you about Ernie and Catherine tomorrow night, and it's mother and son. Why is he bringing his mum? 
because I want to know what it's like to be um, a mother in a rugby mad family, which they are. I also want to know if it gets any easier watching him now is Newark Rugby Club's captain, knowing how injury prone he is. Yeah, Those are the questions I want to know. He's got quite an injury record, hasn't he? Yes, he has. So, does she... Is she on her nerves every time he sort of goes out there, or does it get easier now he's in his mid-twenties and he's a rugby club captain and his life a lot easier? And it is. Obviously, you know better than me, a rugby mad family. Yes, yeah, um, I, I would imagine for mums it wouldn't get any easier, but I don't think in that family mum has much of a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. So Jackie is coming in to keep Will in order <laughs> and to make sure he doesn't get injured on Wednesday night's sports show. <sighs> coming up next, Mr Paul Halfpenny. And last but definitely not least on our trip round the grounds, we always end up at the Magnus to talk to Mr Paul Halfpenny, so it means we're talking... All things hockey. Um, let's start, Paul. Let's start, Paul, by saying good evening and welcome. Good evening and welcome back, uh, um, ladies. I gather it's pretty much same old, same old. An absolutely wonderful performance. Tried the best, r- ran the leaders hard, but come away with nothing. Oh, it's it's. I couldn't be any more proud of. of of the team I've got this season. They've been phenomenal. You know, they've, they've grown as a unit. It's, 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 it's like a record that's on stuck week after week, me repeating the same old things. You know, I am. I'm so proud of them. But this was a real test for them. You know, they, they absolutely battered us at their place, 6-0. It was easy for them. We never, we never looked in the game at all. Um, but they came to our place. We've got a renewed confidence. We're playing very, very well. Uh, we're very tenacious in midfield now so we stopped teams playing um, by foul fair or foul means whichever but we stopped teams playing and it works and we frustrated the hell out of Loughborough students they, they've run away with it they've, they've not drawn or lost a game they have not dropped one point all season they opened the scoring very good goal penalty corner disguised pass come shot straight to the right hand post very, very difficult to pick up when when people disguise the pass left to right and there was a player just waiting. Very well-rehearsed move to pop it in at the far post. Brilliant goal. You know, got a round of applause from me because it was it was a superb goal. <clears throat> but we came back and we equalised. Um, another great goal. Um, and 1-1. We go into half-time 1-1. The girls are upbeat. You know, we created as many chances as what they did first half. And then we're sort of playing towards the car park, our, our favourite end, uh, second half. And we, we, on occasions, took the game to them. I would say they they had the upper hand for most of the second half. But, but we were we gave as good as what we got. Um, and would you believe it, probably ten minutes before the end of the game, I think it was, they popped a goal in uh, from a pen- another penalty corner. A penalty corner that should never have been. That's the most frustrating thing. Um Poor old Anna, who plays centre-back. She, um, the ball caught her foot. She'd had an absolute storm of a game. And the ball hit her foot outside the D. Outside the D. And the penalty corner was given because it was judged to be inside the D. She was probably a good 8 to 12 inches outside the D. And and so frustrating. And they score from it. 
Um, we've just not had the luck this season. Three points deducted. Through no fault Big of the decisions. team at all. Sorry? Through no fault of the team at all. Through, through no fault of the team at all. Decisions not going our way. Scandalous decision. That, that's a scandalous decision of the season <laughs> for any sport. <laughs> and, you know, in one way you're deflated, but in another way, you know, a team that's battling against relegation has almost taken the first point off Loughborough students. You know, it, it's, it's, it's just like Liverpool losing. It's... It, it, it was it was heartbreaking, really, yeah, but, but in can... another way, so so pleasurable to watch. Paul, it's, it's 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 easy if you're with a team that's winning week in week out. It's easy if you're with a team that's getting the odd victory just to keep the morale going. But the, the ladies twos have played fourteen matches, and in those fourteen matches, they scored four goals, and they've conceded. I think 103, they've got a minus 99 deficit of something. Yet, every Saturday, they're fulfilling those fixtures. I think that is credit to them, because it, that is a lot harder than going out every week, win, win, win. Um, yeah, you've not you've not worked with many of these ladies, have you, mate? You, you get some of the youngsters come through and, and, you know, you get strange comments coming through after you've done a very lengthy team talk and, and spoke to uh, the team, you know, and given them a little bit of encouragement, boosted the morale, so you think, and then some of the youngsters turn around and say, oh, do we play in league? Um, OK, right. <laughs> you, you, yeah, so, so you know, well, if they think they're playing for fun, then, you know, we'll hang on to them, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> it's um, it, it's a strange one, really, because they love it. They love playing hockey. That, that's the thing. They they love playing hockey, and they realised at the beginning of the season it was going to be a very very tough season, very tough. Uh, we all knew that, but they sort of they're looking further. They're looking further than this season. They know next season will be easier. We all know that the youngsters that have been pushed through the club far too early far too early but we have no choice we'll be stronger there'll be more experience next year the team as a whole will be stronger the first team will be stronger because we're going to have players coming back which will have a knock-on effect through the club um and so next year will be a very exciting year to be honest with you because i feel that the first team ladies will bounce back um, go straight from Nottinghamshire Prem straight straight back into Midlands. I feel that's what will happen, um, and I think the second, third, and fourth team will also have much better seasons. Uh, we have such an abundance now of, of women. You know, even though at the beginning of the season we're like, oh, where we're we going to get four teams from? Now we seem to have an abundance. You know, each team takes subs with them. Um, we've we've signed new players. Sadly, a little bit too late to register for. Uh, the first team, just like football, there's, there's a cut-off date, 31st of January. Um, but she looks like she will be quite uh, quite a star, good prospect for the future. Um, so things are looking bright for the future. So, you know, we're just treading water. There's a lot of summer hockey to come, which is fun-friendly hockey. But uh, looking at it in a very positive way, it brings the youngsters through as well. You know, you, you look at the youngsters sort of the end of March... And then you look at them in the beginning of September and you wonder what the hell the parents have been feeding them on because they've probably shot, <laughs> shot up a foot since you saw them last and bulked out a bit. So, 
promising, I think, next season. Right, this is the bit I'm dreading because because I've, I've got my own work wrong. I've, I've got no doubt I will be I will be corrected. I mean, I've got the scores wrong some weeks, but that was your captain's fault. I'm not taking any blame for that whatsoever. Um, I think, and correct me please if I'm wrong, that the men need seven points from four matches after they beat Boots, and the leaders, Loughborough, beat <laughs> their chief rivals, Beeston, and three of those four matches are against the division's three bottom clubs. Um, I was, I was just flicking onto the... Uh, right, so... Um, yeah, Newark are, I believe, six, seven points in front of Beeston, aren't they? I've not got it with me. It's just what I worked out yesterday. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Newark are seven points ahead of Beeston. Six games remaining, and Newark play West Bridgeford. Loughborough students five, who I think are mid-table. They're mid-table. No- Nottingham twos, who are bottom of the table. And then Barton twos as well, who are next to bottom. Who are next to bottom. So they have got the bottom three teams still to play. Yeah, so even if they drop points against Loughborough students, they could still get promoted. And it's looking very, very good for them. So after the the wobble, and it wouldn't be new at Cocky Club if there wasn't a wobble at some stage. Oh, it's just for you, Mick. It's just to keep your (laughs) listeners interested. (laughs) (laughs) It works. (laughs) <laughs> um, it, I mean, it is up to the men now, isn't it? It's totally in their hands. Um, you know, it's for them to take or for them to give away. It, it is, and and you know, the men as a whole, as a club, have had a cracking season this season. We've got um, a good chance of promotion um, with the first team. Um, I don't want to give it the kiss of death. So I'm not going to say too much more about that. No, let's leave um, it at that. Yeah, well, we'll do. But, you know, if you go all the way down to Division 4, um, the third team are sat very pretty six points clear of third place um, in a promotion spot as well. So there could be two promotions there. And news of the week, a well-earned point on Saturday means that the second team are no longer bottom of the league. They've moved above Nottingham players as well. So, you know, it was a very positive weekend last weekend. Joy all round. Absolutely. And we had a fourth team out as well who uh, sadly went 4-0 down to Ashby, but that doesn't matter because it's just a friendly. So, four teams playing this week, which is well, brilliant news. That's what the ladies' seconds play every week, isn't it? Friendlies? <laughs> <laughs> According to the players. Yeah, yeah, and thirds and fours, yeah. Yeah, and thirds and fours. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, uh, where, where, where are the ladies? Because it's now getting to must-win time, isn't it? Uh, I think we've gone beyond that now. I think it's... Right. Um, we're clutching at straws now. Um, to give you a bit of an insight, um, we have got um, Stavely ladies on Saturday with two crucial players missing. We've not got Rosie this week, who's down in Bristol, and we've not got Sophie, our centre-forward, this week. So, struggling for players. We've got 11, but I was, we was searching around to get an extra one, uh, just to make sure that if anybody gets crocked, we're OK. But that's, that is a must-win game because I'd like to get us fourth from bottom just in case. The week after we've, we're playing Loughborough Town, I'm looking to bring an old player in for that one as well to give us an extra bit of a boost. And then the final game of the season is away at Ashbourne, which could be could be crucial because if we go to the division above, we have Shrewsbury who are dead and buried now. They're going down into the west, but above them we have Kettering, 
Stone and Stourport. And two out of those three are West Midlands. If two West Midlands get relegated, nobody gets relegated into our league, which means only three may go down. So, you know, it's fingers crossed and hoping results above us go our way as well. But you've got to get them points first. Well, we, yeah, it is sort of in our hands a little bit, but only really to fourth from bottom. Right, let's give it a go. Give it the best. Paul, we'll find out what happened on Saturday when we talk to you on Monday. Wonderful. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I know we say it every week, and I know it's like a record, but the passion of everybody that we speak to on a Monday <laughs> night makes it worthwhile making the effort to come in and do this programme. Yeah, as I say, it's... Um, <clears throat> There's no point uh, flannelling. I mean, you've got to tell it how it is, because that's what people can relate to. And uh, I, th- I, th- I, think, I think Monday night show, you know, apart from the rugby, where the guy sits on the fence, you know, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting off the fence more and more. Oh, yeah. I but, cannot... You know, I, I mean, whatever will happen with coronavirus whatever won't happen with coronavirus time will tell but how can Italy <laughs> not travel to Dublin yet England travel to Italy where it's a hotbed of coronavirus okay maybe in the north of the country but why is the Ireland Italy match off just ban the supporters coming from Italy I, 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 I think that Rob hit the nail on the head where the um Italian, although the Roman hoteliers would probably be uh, up in arms if there was any uh, cancellation of their uh, biggest payday of the year. <laughs> um, apparently, if the Premier League had started last weekend, Norwich would be three points ahead of Liverpool, having played the same amount of games, and Jordan Pickford would still be rubbish. So, you know, I love it when people get involved, and I'm not arguing with that one in the slightest, because I'm not a Jordan Pickford fan at all. Well, that's only because of Sunderland. I think yes, it's true. I, 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 this think, is it. I think he's a bit unlucky, as lad. This is it. This is true. Um, you're not with us tomorrow night. We give you a night off on a Tuesday. All right. You didn't. You have your your you go football. So I've got Gareth coming in again. Okay. Have you ever got any football? Have you tomorrow night? No, there's no there's no match mm. in midweek. Remarkably. So if um, you want to come in and make the numbers up, you're always very welcome. You know that. But no. Ga- Gareth is, is is coming in for what well, I've got no doubt will call, turn out to be the early Clark show. <laughs> so none of us will get a word in edgeways. Well, I, I think I'll come along because I'll be very interested to have a chat with the bloke who's been to the Big Bash final at the SCG. Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, so Ian is going to talk to us then. And of course, as I've said already, um, it's Will and his mum. On um, so he's always bringing mum along, and Will is doing exactly that. <clears throat> um, I think there's no more nobody more shocked than Will when I told him <laughs> that I'd already arranged that mum was coming in. <laughs> As, <laughs> as well and then of course then we get to Thursday and it's the Thursday football show which we're going to be talking about the Vars because it was the Vars semi-final draw today and the big two northeastern clubs assuming concept win their quarter-final the big two northeastern clubs have been kept apart didn't, the, 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 didn't concept play? no that's <laughs> next week no now. game for the Seasiders then no game for the Seasiders we'll see you tomorrow night with Ernie and Catherine Radio Bye-bye. News